I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, September 2nd. Quincy School Superintendent Kevin Mulvey says it will be pretty much back to normal when students return to classes next week. Mulvey says there are no more mask or COVID testing requirements. However, anyone who wants to wear a mask is welcome to do so. The only pandemic rule will be that if someone tests positive, they need to isolate for five days and then wear a mask for five days after their symptoms subside. Masks will still be required in school nurses' offices, but no masks are required on school buses. Manit Community Health Center will continue to offer vaccination clinics for Quincy schools. Mulvey says there are 80 new teachers on staff and a new IT staff to distribute 7,000 Chromebook computers. There is still a shortage of bus drivers and monitors, but Mulvey says all bus routes will be covered. Three security guards have been hired, two at Quincy High School, one at North Quincy High. Students in grades 1 through 9 return to classes on Wednesday. 10, 11, and 12th graders return on Thursday. Pre-kindergarten and kindergarten orientation is Friday, and their first day of school is next Monday, September 12th. There is only one athletic director again for Quincy Public Schools. Kevin Mahoney is the athletic director for both Quincy and North Quincy High Schools. After J.J. Nyamke left recently to become athletic director at Norwell High School. Nyamke had been athletic director at North Quincy High since 2017, the same time that Mahoney was appointed athletic director at Quincy High School. Previously, Jim Rendell had been athletic director for both high schools, but the administration switched to having a separate athletic director at each school after Rendell retired. Now, officials say they are switching back to that model and will hire assistant athletic directors for both high schools soon. Mahoney will continue to work out of Quincy High School for now, but the hope is to move him into the administration offices in the Coddington building in the future. A Lynn man is charged with stabbing another man in the hand in the parking lot of the 7-Eleven on Washington Street in Quincy Point early yesterday. Police say 44-year-old Christopher Brooks assaulted another man with a broom handle just before 4 yesterday morning and then fled on foot. Brooks was apprehended hiding in the backyard of a home at 178 Washington Street. Charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, Police say the victim suffered a small wound to his hand but was not hospitalized. Police used a canine to locate a broom handle near Cagney's Bar, which was believed to be the weapon used in the attack. Brooks also allegedly damaged some items in the store. He was in Quincy District Court for arraignment yesterday. Today is the last day of early voting at Quincy City Hall. Voters may cast ballots in the Great Hall at Old City Hall from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Today is also the last day to cast an absentee ballot for Tuesday's state primary. Mail-in ballots must be returned to the city clerk's office by Tuesday at 8 p.m. There is a ballot drop box located outside City Hall. And in-person voting will take place Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Quincy Symphony Orchestra and Quincy Choral Society will perform a joint concert Saturday at 4 p.m. on the Hancock Adams Common in Quincy Center. 
Some seating and tables will be available, and people are encouraged to bring their own chairs or blankets. The concert is free. Beer and wine will be available for purchase. Kids Fest on Wollaston Beach in Quincy on Sunday has been canceled due to the threat of thunderstorms. Friends of Wollaston Beach President Maureen Mazrimas says the event was canceled out of an abundance of caution. No new date has been announced. The victim of a fatal multi-vehicle and pedestrian accident in Brockton Wednesday night has been identified by the Plymouth County DA's office. Officials said the crash involved pedestrians, cars, and motorcycles. Brockton police said at least five people were taken to nearby hospitals after the crash, which was reported just before 8.30 at Pleasant Street and Nye Avenue. The incident involved two pedestrians who had been struck by a car, including 24-year-old Edison Matza of Brockton, who was pronounced dead at the scene. The second pedestrian, a female, was taken to Brockton Hospital and then Boston Medical Center with serious injuries. One of the cars involved in the crash, a Mercedes sedan, sustained heavy damage in its front and rear. The driver was taken to Brockton Hospital with minor injuries. Another car, a Hyundai Elantra, was 50 feet from the Mercedes and sustained heavy front-end damage. That driver was uninjured. A motorcycle involved in the crash was also about 50 feet from the Mercedes. Its driver taken to Good Samaritan Hospital with minor injuries, as was a second motorcyclist. A preliminary investigation suggests that the initial car-pedestrian crash triggered the motorcycle crash, which then caused a third crash involving a motorcycle and a car. Brockton Fire Department was also called in with crews treating victims before they were taken by ambulance. Pleasant Street remained blocked off to traffic late Wednesday night as officials collected evidence. The crash remains under investigation by Brockton and State Police. Cohasset Police are warning the public about coyote attacks after two recent incidents resulted in the hospitalization of a man and the death of a dog. Cohasset Police said in a news release yesterday that in early morning hours of August 27th, they were dispatched to a home on Highland Avenue for a report of an incident between seven coyotes and two dogs. Police said the dogs were off-leash when they were approached and attacked by the coyotes. One of the dogs who was attacked was later euthanized due to the extensive injuries. Then, police said at about 8.30 that morning, a man and his two dogs were attacked by a coyote while on the Blue Trail in the Whitney Thayer Woods by Brass Kettle Brook. The two dogs were also off-leash at the time of the attack. That man taken to a hospital after the attack, but has since been released. Natural Resources Officer Josh Kimball says while coyotes are active year-round, there's often increased activity as winter approaches, and they hunt in preparation. He added that wild animals often see smaller pets as potential food, and larger pets as competition, both of which can lead to an attack. If you see a coyote, Kimball said, don't be intimidated, but instead try to scare them away. This incident is the latest in a string of coyote attacks and sightings in eastern Massachusetts that have happened over the past few weeks. Just this week, a coyote was reported to have run off with a chihuahua in Hyde Park, and a dog in Dedham was reported to have been snatched by a coyote. 
As thousands of college students converge on Boston, police are warning about the dangers of spiked drinks. The warning comes three months after Boston police put out a community alert due to a rise in reports of drugged drinks at Boston area bars and restaurants. Police have been investigating social media reports of drugged drinks but have not made any arrests. Police shared several tips for students to protect themselves. Do not accept drinks from strangers. If you did not see your drink poured, don't drink it. If you're unsure about any of the ingredients in your beverage, don't drink it. Keep an eye on your friends and their drinks. Never leave your drink unattended. Avoid sharing drinks with others. Keep your hand covered over your drink when you're not looking at it. Well, Governor Baker took another step to return nearly $3 billion to Massachusetts taxpayers using an obscure law. The governor filed a supplemental budget with the legislature addressing the state surplus projected to be about $2.3 billion. Surplus accounts for $2.9 billion in refunds that will be returned to taxpayers under Chapter 62F, the state law that requires net state tax revenues that exceed allowable revenues be returned to taxpayers. The State Department of Revenue submitted the figure Wednesday to the state auditor, who will make a final determination by September 20th on sending money back to taxpayers. Chapter 62F, a ballot question approved by voters back in 1986, allows for tax rebates when the state budget is overflowing. For you, it means about 7% of your 2021 income taxes being returned, depending on which credits you already used. A separate $4 billion economic development bill, which included $250 relief rebates for taxpayers who made between $38,000 and $100,000 last year, was put on hold because legislators wanted to see how 62F would play out first. A check of business news this morning. Stocks are mixed. The Dow was up 145. The Nasdaq down 31. The S&P rose 11. Asian stocks also mixed ahead of U.S. jobs data that might reinforce Federal Reserve plans for bigger interest rate hikes to cool surging inflation. Dollar and the euro are up oil at $88 a barrel. In sports, Red Sox beat the Rangers 9-8 to last night. They're back at it at Fenway tonight at 7-10. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, mostly sunny and pleasant, a high of 75 degrees. Clear and cool tonight, low 48. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high of 80. Sunday, some uh, showers mostly in the afternoon, high of 84. Looks like rain on Labor Day. Monday, a high 73. For the boater, waves about a foot. The wind out of the northeast, five knots. Comes easterly later today, high tide, 424 p.m. Sunrise at 610, set at 715. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, September 2nd.